If you can support her more to find a man. Shut the f up. Because I want to be a mother. I want to have a child. And I'm sorry for that undifficult way. Bring me my rent back with my makeup. Welcome back to 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day My Way. That's bad. <laughs> 90 Day My Way podcast. I'm your host, Katya. This is episode 12. And today I'll be talking about Happily Ever After, season seven, episode five. So with that, let's jump right in. All right, Jenny and Submit. They should have gone somewhere where they can both enjoy activities together, not make, not somewhere where Submit can make Jenny feel any more of like an old woman tell her like oh sitting on the beach by the river and like swimming is like kids stuff it's like dude like she's kind of limited in what she can do and maybe she just doesn't want to have like you know adrenaline rush invoking activities like you do I don't know I think Summit's just a selfish person and he always will be so he's just always gonna think about him and what's best for him especially like I said he's making her do things that makes her uncomfortable and it's not like a get out of your comfort zone explore type thing it's like I want to do this so we're gonna do it you know I I don't know if that's like you know an Indian sentimentality or what but it's kind of fucked up it really is also they brought up the topic of maybe moving to America Sumit has already lost everything in India so why not just go to America and start over you know but we know he won't just in case he can never get back into the good graces with his family which won't happen unless Jenny dies or they divorce, so. But he should at least go for, like, a visit or vacation to learn more about Jenny and you see where she's from and, like, see more of her family and experience that, you know? I think it's a little sus that he won't even entertain that thought. So, also, Jenny, let him work. He's 33 years old. He wants to make some money because he's not working. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure Jenny's social security and pension goes far in India, but you know, let him make his own money. I think it's, like, very valiant that he wants to do that for himself, and I think it's very, like, odd that, you know, I get it, Jenny doesn't want to be left alone, but she's been there for a while now. She should, you know, find a hobby, make some friends, see if she can do some kind of, like, I don't know, under-the-table work or whatever, maybe be a tutor or something for English. I don't know, but, like, come on, you know, you can't be, like, tethered to him in this country where you want to live forever. You've got to learn to be a little bit self-sufficient, you know? All right, Angela. I love that Angela didn't tell Michael that she's coming to Nigeria. Because if he's being a dick to her, why not surprise her? I'm really excited to see how that'll go. I kind of, I think we all know how it'll go. It's going to be messy. But, you know, good for her. I think that was a bold, smart move. Big Ed and Liz. Oh my God, I could write books on how much... I just like Big Ed, how much of a predator he is, how he, like, uh, you know, emotionally abuses and manipulates literally everyone he's in a relationship with. If they, like, if they let him in, he's gonna, you know, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile, that kind of thing. Which, you know, I think one day I will do a backstory episode on Big Ed. I think it could be interesting, you know, dive deep in a bit in his, like, history and personal life. That could be fun. But, you know, why is he the way that he is? We'll see. But... I do like Alex, Liz's model friend. She tells it how it is, and she sees it how it is right in front of her. She's not making up, like, weird excuses for the both of them. I also think Liz's mind is so fucked from being with Ed that 
you know, she's at this point, I feel like he's just run over her and can kind of do whatever he wants. And she's just like, oh, okay, you know, I love him. He's coming from a good place. It's like, no, bitch, stand up for yourself. Like, stop it. Also, there's no way Ed is afraid of being loved or anything like that. Because she's like standing up for making these excuses for someone that's undeserving. He wants to be in control. That's all he wants. He's a little man with like a superiority complex and he needs to be in control. And it's disgusting. Also, Ed uses his therapist to validate himself. Like, who does that? Like, that's not... If you're going to therapist just to say you're going to therapy and using that as an excuse for your behavior, that's fucked. Like, come on. That's not the point of therapy. Ed keeps saying he's single and he's been single for 30 years. Are we just supposed to forget about Rose? Like, the whole reason you're on TV today is because of that girl. You flew to the Philippines to meet her and her family. We all have video evidence of this. Like, come on, dude. Like, stop it. You know, if you're going to say, like, wild shit on camera, like, that you can't even back up, like, be prepared for some backlash. Anyway, moving on. Andre and Elizabeth. Okay, Liz's sisters are bitches. I'm just going to say that they are. I think that Liz and Andre are doing the right thing by not going to Liz's mom's party since Charlie is a violent alcoholic. We've seen that. We have video evidence. He drinks too much. He can't handle himself. He starts fighting. Also, good on Charlie's wife for, you know, making all that money from feed pics. That's interesting. That's cool. Good for her. Also, um, Charlie fought Andre in a restaurant in Moldova. Why wouldn't he start a fight at a restaurant in Florida? Like, come on. And why did um, Libby's sister change their minds and bash Andre when they were all getting along and in agreement at the house warning party that they weren't going to go? They weren't going to put themselves in that situation because they all know how it's going to go. Like, this family is so thirsty for relevance that they'll create their own drama. And it's really sad. It is. I also think that Andre is the family scapegoat. Easily. Anytime there's something wrong, oh, let's just all blame Andre. And it's it's sad. It sucks. Like, yeah, he is kind of, like, bullheadish and, like, rude and whatnot. But I feel like he kind of has to be to deal with his family. And also, Charlie, he, I was actually on the show this week. We've all seen him get you know, drink too much and get violent. So I don't know, like, why he's saying that he's all good and, you know, whatnot and doesn't have issues. It's like, dude, like, come on. It's one thing for it to happen, like, once, get carried away. But if it's a repeat thing, you know, you need to kind of check in with yourself and, you know, maybe get some help for that. All right. Kimbali and Usman. So, boy. Kim wants Usman so bad she'll make herself miserable over him. And I really do think Usman did her a favor by inviting his friend to drink so she could ask questions about the multiple wives. Like, you know, I think that was a nice thing of him. Okay, we have to, you know, we have to talk about this. Here's my friend. He's got two wives. Ask him whatever you want about how it works. And she kind of, like, took that as an insult. And it's like, woman, like, (laughs) he's trying to, like, you know, give you a clear picture here. And, you know, I don't know if Usman didn't tell her the truth about the wives accurately or that he didn't say enough because she never wants to talk about it. But it's not really fair that Kimberly's like, we need to talk about it, but only when I want to. It's like, no, let him, like, bring it up and sort it out now so things will be better later, you know? Also, Kimberly volunteers to do extra things for him and then holds that fact over his head and guilt trips him, which is very manipulative. It really is. And I don't think that's going to get her very too much farther with him. I don't. Okay, Jovi and Yara. I just have to say, I just watched this video that somebody posted in one of my 90 Day Fiance Facebook groups. It was of Yara, or should I say Yaroslava, back in Ukraine. I don't know when this was filmed, a while ago, because she didn't have any plastic surgery. She looked very different. 
her hair was like very long very blonde definitely extensions and her skin was like orange it was tan and she was on this show in ukraine that was about they had a stylist and they were going to remake her and give her some more style and the guy was like picking at her clothes and saying that oh you know you're like typical ukrainian woman you have extensions and like the spray tan and she was like this is my real hair and this is my natural skin it's like come on no one has orange skin in eastern europe like stop it <laughs> it's a tan we know it is you know and um she was basically saying so her mom is from ukraine and her father is a businessman from hungary and they divorced when she was young and she was like i don't want a man like my father this is why i don't really trust men and i don't really want a ukrainian man because of that even though her father wasn't ukrainian and so she did say she wants to be with a foreign man so was she hunting for a wealthy foreigner i think so but you know i don't really blame her she's nice she, i don't have like that much to say against her i really don't but it was just a funny video especially because this is this is kind of the fucked up part but the stylist was picking at her clothes and she had these really short shorts and the stylist was like, these are very short. And she just, she says something along the lines of, I'm not Muslim, I can wear it. And he goes, well, would you, what if you want a foreigner? What if it's a Muslim man? And she goes, oh, um, she said something, she would be open to it is basically what, I don't know her exact words, but she was open to it. And then the guy, the stylist tells her, Muslim men beat their wives with, like, uh, poles and sticks and stuff. And she goes, I would go through that if he was a millionaire, which I thought was so beyond fucked up. I think she was definitely a lot younger, definitely a lot more stupider. I mean, we all, most of us, get wiser with age, but it, it was kind of unbelievable what I was seeing. It was, it was funny, but I was also like, this didn't age well. It really didn't. But anyway... I thought Jovi was handling the, the whole Ukrainian situation and Yara very well, and he was thinking very rationally, because I can't even imagine uh, to begin to understand what Yara was going through, having her home country and uh, everyone back home being attacked by Russia, but I don't think she was being rational about it, especially her wanting to take her, you know, her kid over there, um, and I just... You know, it's heartbreaking to see. It really is. Because, you know, she's in despair. There's nothing she can do. And, you know, Jovi's, Jovi's not trying to be, like, a bad guy or anything. But they do need to think rationally about this. And it's, he's in a hard place. He is. And there's no winning. And it just sucks. So my heart really goes out to both of them. And hopefully her family is doing okay and everything. But anyway, that's it for this episode. If you liked it, let me know. Subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at 90 Day My Way Podcast, And I'll see you in the next episode.